Good evening. What is the high level week? Thank you for joining us again tonight. This is MIT podcast. MIT stands for Mindset Intro Transformation. I am Benjamin Huang, your host tonight. Here we have conversation with people who have done extraordinary thing in their lives. We discuss the story of success and the mindset drive them to achieving the impossible. As we further, as we are further into 2023, investors are still encountering interest rate hike environments. Rental real estate face many challenges, including rising debt, services payment, and unstable occupancy. Operation and management to rental real estate is now more important than ever to get the investor target ROI. Today, we're very glad to have a property management expert to come to our podcast. She's an amazing person and now serves as the director of property management at Suncoast uh, Built for Rent Group. Her name is Becky House, and she has a system that optimizes rent and manage expenses for rental real estate in Jacksonville, Florida. Happy to have you here, Becky. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing today? Pretty good. I, I appreciate your time. You know, coming to our podcast. Um, I, I understand it's, it's certainly a, a, a busy timing, and a lot of people are you know dealing with ten and whatnot, especially your your uh, duty, right? So right. thanks again. Um, before we get into it, um, would you please give uh, our audience a little background, like high-level background, what you have done and what you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. So I have been with Suncoast Property Management for almost five years now. So when I first joined the company, I actually started in our marketing department. So um, that kind of provides me a little more insight on the rental market, of course, because that's where I came from in this industry and in this company. So I started in our marketing department and worked my way through um, investor relations, which is where we do the onboarding of the units for management. So whether it's new construction or organic. So, um, you know, that gave me a different level of experience as well. I mean, completely different ball game, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, Certainly. um, I was probably on the Sunco side for a year, year and a half, and then I actually accepted a position on our new construction side with our sister company, Southern Impression Homes. And I was the manager of new construction for a year, year and a half, I believe. So um, that allowed me more insight on our build process and to really understand more strategies on how I can use it to my benefit on the property management side. So that contributed a lot to the processes that I have. Um, and then, of course, I made my way back to property management with Suncoast um, as director of marketing, leasing, and now director of property management. Awesome. Uh, did you find um, passions on property management? Um, what did you switch from, you know, the new, new constructions to this? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So um, I switched to new construction because the position was offered to me because I was going to school for project management. So, um, you know, I was still in school when I joined Suncoast and it was my goal to be in project management for construction. So they knew that was a passion of mine that I wanted to to um, to look into it a little bit more and explore it. So that is why I made the switch. And especially because I wasn't leaving too far. We were in the same building. We all worked together. I didn't want to leave the company. Um, you awesome. know, great people I work with. So that is why I made the switch. Um, to explore that. And I loved it. Um, it was great. I love to to use my knowledge in school and to really understand the build process. But, you know, my passion's in both. So I like both of them. But property management is where I always was drawn back. I did some marketing still when I was in, on the construction side. So I helped Suncoast. And it was something that just really 
intrigued me on the processes to be creative. Um, I like to deal with the property management side with the tenants and owners. So um, that's why eventually I, you know, accepted a different position coming back full time to Suncoast. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, real estate investor really are, um, you know, uh, facing um, a lot of challenges right now, especially, you know, the large market changes and whatnot. Um, on rental real estate, I mean, as a property manager, you have the basically the pause. You're, well, you, you understand the market pause, right? You deal with, you deal with renter, you deal with owner every day. Um, how do you see the market right now and uh, what, what, what's, what's upcoming? Yeah, so the market, definitely we saw the downfall happening more, um, you know, August, we started to see a shift. And running into the holiday season with the shift, obviously, both together caused a very slow, slow season for us, um, the more than the normal. Um, and then I was very pleasantly surprised with what I was seeing happening in the market for January. Um, a lot more interest, um, a lot more eagerness for um, the new construction homes and any homes that we had on the market. So we definitely saw that pick up to where we had our biggest January so far. Um, and it's still continuing, of course, for a record of deposits that we received in interest. So definitely a spike in the market. Um, we're still seeing a ton of relocation. So especially for us here in Florida, um, with a lot of industries learning from COVID and knowing what they can do remote, um, why not live in Florida and do your job? So we have a ton of relocation where people want to be in the sunshine state, but their business is elsewhere. So a lot of different incomes and quality of tenants and great quality of tenants that we're seeing because they are relocating to our properties across Florida. Awesome. And where, where do you see people mostly move from? Oh, you know, it's, I tried to break the science of that and it is really all over. <laughs> I see, um, I see. It's definitely scattered. I have multiple states, multiple industries, mm -hmm. um, a lot of healthcare. Um, that's I probably the, the biggest employer that I'm seeing. A healthcare. lot of factories such as, you know, our Cala market has a lot of huge industries that people um, are moving for um, and work online as well. So it's a lot of differences. Mm, I see. Is there some sort of, uh, um, you know, the similarities on, you know, their wage level or their you know, financial status? Yes, um, definitely. I've seen an increase in qualifications for all of the tenants. So the income is much more when I do see the remote workers um, because it is different for their positions. So I'm getting a lot of more um, higher level positions in our homes right now um, from those type of tenant bases coming in. Um, awesome. You know, and we see the normal guarantors, roommates, you know, all of that's still pretty standard. There's a large population that's looking for rental properties, especially, you know, a difference from single family to multi. So we see it all, but I definitely noticed that um, background screenings are a little bit better, um, income, everything has shifted. Awesome. You know, I, you know, uh, when, when, when you have property in one of those the desirable area or locations, you know, certainly you get to enjoy all the people who move in and wanted to, to live here. And so, you know, the, the owner in those locations get to select the tenants. And like you said, it's tremendously, you know, uh, or surprisingly to see, you know, uh, people who who are getting making good wages may not necessarily, you know, work in Florida, but they get to move to Florida, right? Um, yeah. What was was this some some uh, what was this a factor that uh, you or your company uh, foresee initially, uh, you know, the, the, when we enter this post-COVID uh, phase? 
Yeah, so we definitely, with every um, new development and every new area that we're trying to enter into, we are studying it to see how much is coming into that market. So we know what we want to produce, we know what we can produce, and we have to make sure that there's enough relocation um, and renters in that specific area. So it was all in pre preparation for this, um, especially, you know, COVID was a crazy time for us all, right? And, you know, we saw our biggest increase during COVID. I couldn't keep properties in the market where I had people yelling at me because I didn't have enough. Um, so we saw a lot of people entering the build for market, build for rent market as well during that time, trying to take advantage of it. So, um, you know, that definitely changed what we saw to your question earlier for the slow season, because there was a lot more inventory then mm -hmm. people got scared and slowed down the production, which is now where we kept going and we still have that inventory. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, when you are seeing people coming to you and say, hey, I want to rent a place um, uh, in terms of, you know, the, the background screening and whatnot, was there any changes or any kind of new adoption or it was just the, the same process? Um, so, you know, we always change our processes for the better. Um, anytime that something arises that we can see maybe a more efficient way to make it better for the investor or the prospects. Um, I would say during, you know, the COVID timeframe, it was a lot more research only because we had so much relocation and a lot of different fluctuation in jobs where we really wanted to make sure that those jobs were still valid. So called employers, check the pay stubs, made sure that everything was valid, made sure that, you know, if there was any suspicion at all on any document we received, we asked for backup documents, we asked for bank statements. So um, that was something where we did that in general, but during that time frame, it, it took a little longer to look through the application. So we hired more staff and we made sure that we were really able to have that time to dedicate to the applications. Because one thing we don't do is rush through that screening process too quickly where we're not having time to make sure the documents are valid. Um, so that's something really important to myself and my team. Mm, I see. Uh, based on based on what what you have seen on the market, um, do you foresee that um, you know the the rental demand is going to continue to grow you know throughout twenty twenty three, or um, what changes that you you are you're seeing that can potentially happen? Yeah. So I personally predict that the rental market will start increasing more in probably about ninety days. Um, I think it's going to stay pretty steady right now for who we have, especially with, you know, the tax returns coming. That's always a rush that people see end of January, early February in the rental market. So um, I do predict in 90 days, we're going to start to see uh, the uptick of demand for the rentals, um, especially with, you know, prior builders and companies not having as many on the market. I think the demand is going to be so much more than we predicted beforehand. Um, I also have been pleasantly surprised with seeing that, the rental rates are starting to creep up again, not as dramatic as COVID where it was maybe $500 and more than the normal, but I am seeing slowly 10, 15, $20 on the averages go up in the area. So I think that's what we're going to see carry over into the 90 days. Awesome. Awesome. <clears throat> and especially you guys are in Florida or you know, lots of people moving in. So, you know, if, if any, you know, sense of decline, then Florida probably will be one of the last. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we see we have so many different areas in Florida that they're all different. Um, even when you're going from Jacksonville to St. Augustine, which could be 30 minutes based on the property, it's a completely different ballgame. So, you know, it will fluctuate. But yes, in general, I don't predict Florida having 
you know, a huge stall in the market. There's a need here. People want to live here. And there's so many different locations where you can be in the horse country in Florida or you can be on a beach. So there's that variety here and um, better weather as well. Right. Awesome. Becky, you have been, you know, giving us a lot of information on your background and also the market, um, you know, potential prediction and what you see, you know, the rental market is going to, um, you know, evolve. Uh, uh, next sections, when we um, uh, come back, we will talk about how um, you have been leveraging the system that that uh, basically you've been running um, to optimize the income and also, you know, the, deal with the expensive. Um, you know, in in rent, rental real, real estate, a lot of, you know, the aspect can be control optimized, not just on income side, but also on expense side. So when we get back, we'll get uh, deeper into that section. We'll be right back. Thanks for coming back. Um, you're listening to MIT Podcast. Today we have a special guest, uh, Becky House. Uh, she's an expert on property management, and uh, uh, she has... Uh, a great system that uh, basically logically and systematically um, uh, control the you know the the red rate um, following the you know the demands and also manage the income and expense very well. So in this sessions we want to talk more about that. Um, and like Becky, income and expensive are probably the, the, the two main thing that you focus on every day. Um, you know what 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 do you have to share with our audience? Yeah, so um, first we'll talk about, you know, placing the tenants um, for the first time. So when we have a property, we're really strategic about rental rates and how we're presenting it on the market. So uh, whether it's a unit under management that we have just obtained or it's our build for rent product, we try to be as proactive as possible. So we will do pre-marketing on properties. That way, when we know they're within a certain amount of time to be placed on the market, we can place them on and have a tenant in line at an earlier rate even if it's not able to be shown we're allowing the address to be in the system to syndicate for people to see it and know it's coming and to have showings in advance um, booked so um, we do that as well um, and to speak more specifically on our build for rent product um, we know it's under construction uh, which is the great thing so we have a pipeline where we can place on the market um, and we're really strategic about that we know what's coming we know when to ramp up marketing dollars we know you know, what to do when we have more calls coming in. So for example, if we have a quad product that's finishing construction, we'll post one unit on the market. That way we're not flooding it with the four units. And we will take all those applications and all those prospects. And if they want to place money, we'll move them down the line. That way we're not flooding the market with too many rentals. Um, right. We all know if you give a tenant 12 options that are the same, it causes them to stop. Yeah. They don't know what to do. Uh, they can't decide, even though it's the same thing, the same price. So when we kind of take back some of our listings and only present a few, it creates that urgency, that false scarcity to where they want to move faster. Um, they're more in the mindset of, oh, my God, this property is going to go away. I can't lose this unit. I have to place the money now. And that's how we try to obtain a secured, qualified tenant for our owners quicker. Um and that's the vacancy perspective for it. If we talk about renewals, um, we're, we're very strategic as well. So we comp every single property as they're coming up for um, renewal. That way we make sure that we're in the correct price point for that market and we're right below the market. That way they don't want to move out for a different property. We don't want them to 
property hot for new construction. We want them to know that, you know, they can have a better deal staying at home, but keeping that great tenant for the investor. So we will comp every property and make sure that we're talking to the tenants. And, you know, if they negotiate, we'll negotiate. We'll talk to them. We'll go back to the investor and tell them what we're seeing. Um, anything we can do to keep a good tenant in place to avoid a turnover cost is a win for us in the long run. Right, because turnover is certainly a big uh, potential, you know, the high ticket item, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's uh, definitely a high ticket item. And of course, you know, we do charge back the tenants for the damage that they cause, but we want to make sure that if we can avoid that, we are avoiding it and getting them a good rental rate.